This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, boys, we're ready to start tonight. It's a very special night. So Wednesday night, you know how that is. And Baruch Hashem, we didn't see a few people in a while. Malkiel is one of them. We also have Max, Baruch Hashem. We have Josh Zivak joining us tonight. And Eddie Safdi. Let's get him his fourth. It's always a pleasure. It's always an honor. Huh? Huh? We are um, uh, we're discussing tonight of Parashat Yitro. And I always was bothered with a question. Every time you see Parashat Yitro, what comes to your mind? Anybody? Should I tell you? I'll tell you what's going to come to your mind now. Richie, I can't see you. you got to come either gotta go this way that way or lower that thing down. What? I love it. That's true. But also, the Yitro has the Ten Commandments in it. You realize that? Imagine you say Nati as the title and the Ten Commandments is in that parasha. Why? What? You hear that? The Ten Commandments. And you have to understand who Yitro was. Yitro was not Jewish. He was like a priest, like the Pope, and he got he got religious. You, you know that, right? I hope you know that. This is Yitro. Yitro was Kohen Midian. He wasn't even part of us. It says Rashi says in the first Rashi, he heard, he heard. What did he hear? Ishmael Yitro. What did he hear? He heard the miracle of Kriyat Yamsuf. He heard the miracle of Kriyat Yamsuf. He heard. Wow! Look at this. This is the Jewish people. Oh my goodness! God's making such a big miracle for them. I'm gonna come be a Jew. This is what happened. And now, and now, Rashi also says, uh, but now all of a sudden, Yitro comes along and, and we named the parasha after him. You realize what's going on after that? Ten commandments. Ten, it's pretty crazy. Ten commandments. We're not talking about the, uh, this. They even say, who's supposed to get the ten commandments? Who, who, who's supposed to get the aliyah for ten commandments? Usually give it to the rabbi because there's a big mahlokit if you have to stand up for Ten Commandments or not. Yes, no, yes, no. We don't. At the end of the day, the halakha is we don't. Why? Because we don't want to show, oh, this part of the Torah is more important than this part of the Torah, so we don't. However, they give it to the rabbi, so everybody says, and for the rabbi, automatically, it, it, it coaches everything up. But you see how important this week's parasha is. They said, they said in the, in the, in the time where the, 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 the Torah was given in Matan Torah, everyone who was sick got healed. You know that? Did you know that? Everyone that was sick got healed. That means if a person is not feeling well, this, that, he's not, this, that. Imagine a guy has a broken arm, he can't walk, his spine, his this, his that. He goes, he hears Matan Torah, boom. You hear? They say that, that's, that's how important, it's very important to go to, every, every week to go to shul. But this Shabbat is very, very important. You're going to hear the Ten Commandments. It's not a joke. You can hear the Ten Commandments. <laughs> you gotta sit there and you gotta contemplate, and you gotta hear it. You know, you know, when we first got the commandments, I, t- I told the people, I told the Atlash uh, also, who was it? Yonatan was it? Um, um, when we first got, let me explain something to you. The, the pleasure, one of the greatest pleasures in life, the greatest pleasure that you could ever have in life, I'm talking about the greatest pleasure that you could have in life is from the Ziva Shekhinah. That's the, and I'm not going to explain to you because I can't even explain it myself. I don't know what, what it is, but I'll tell you what it is. It's Hana'ah from the Shekinah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And where is the Hana'ah? You can only get it in Gan Eden. After 120. Why? 
very simple. It's very simple. Because it's so great, the pleasure is so great, that you cannot fathom, you cannot uh, um, uh, uh, handle, your body can't handle the, the pleasure. Richie, I can't see you. Got either my kids. I need. I want to see you. Yeah, uh, it's not the same vibes, you know. All right. So, 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 so it says like this. Yeah, right in front. There you go. There you go. All right. You're the only one I can't see. I want to see. I can't see you. All right. Everybody else I can see. So, so he says the 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 pleasure, the pleasure in Gan Eden. They they bring it down that if you would do, if you would take any pleasure in this world, sitting in the waiting room of Gan Eden, just sitting in the waiting room of Gan Eden, is the most pleasurable thing. The pleasure of one cha'ah in Olam More than any pleasure you get in this world, more than any pleasure you get in this world, is the second you're sitting in Gan Eden. And where is that pleasure coming from? From Borei Olam himself. The Zivit Shekhinah. It's the first pedagogy of It speaks about it right there and then. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? B'nai Sahel at the time, B'nai Sahel, by the way, that, I'm just going to describe it a little bit. B'nai Sahel tells, uh, tells Moshe, Moshe, we don't want to hear the Ten Commandments from you. We want the Torah, we want Hashem to say it. We want to hear from Hashem. So, okay, if that's the case, let's go. Hashem, please, uh, B'nai Sahel, want to hear from you. Guess what happens? He says it, and everybody died instantly. You know why? Because the pleasure is too great. You hear God's voice. You know what it is to hear Hashem's voice, imagine? You hear a bat call. Wow. Anochi Hashem, Anochecha, Hashem, Otiti, Chedem, Ensaim. You are, I am Hashem. Wow, you're Hashem. Wow. It was too much pleasure. Person dies right away. You can't, you can't live. You can imagine, literally imagine. I was really thinking about it the other day. You know, it was like a Powerball. How much was it? Like, like, uh, one point billion. But the cash out, the payout was how much? The payout is how much? 400 million, like 430 million. Imagine one morning, like actually, imagine, imagine, just imagine you have the Powerball a lot, all right? Just imagine hearing it. 16, 24, 32, like, what? Two, two more minutes, 17, one more! You don't think you'll have a heart attack from the, from the Simcha? I'm, I'm a hundred, I'm like 430 million dollars right now, overnight, boom, in one second. You have a heart attack, yeah, you, you go crazy, you go, you go crazy. So it's like, you start dreaming, you can't stop dreaming, I wanna buy a yacht, I wanna buy an island, I wanna buy this, I wanna buy that, I wanna, you know how sometimes like you go on a plane, there's that, I wanna buy the whole airline, you know, forget it, I'm gonna wait until to board the plane, I'm gonna buy you, how much you want Delta Boom, check that! You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a, it's a wild thing. It's 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 a wild thing. All of a sudden, you go whack. Guess what? After the first commandment, everyone died because they heard the word of Hashem. Hashem at Everybody resurrects from that. Everybody had to come back alive. They did it again. The second commandment from God. And now, already after the second commandment, that's it. That's it. They told Moshe. They died again. They died again. Hashem resurrected them again, and after that, Hashem says, Moshe told, uh, the people told Moshe, Moshe, you gotta speak to us, because, uh, the pleasure is too great. You can imagine, one mitzvah that you do in this world, one mitzvah that you do in this world, you get, you're creating a malach, you're creating malach, you'll get an eden for it. That's why you have to be, personally smart, run after doing good deeds, good do mitzvot, keep the Torah, tefillah, all this. Now, I'm here to discuss a very simple question. In the Ten Commandments, first of all, before we got it, it says that nobody was allowed to touch the mountain. 
And if you touch the mountain, what happens? Guy could die. I'm what you might finished. What's so special about the mountain? You know what's so special? The Torah is being given on it. You know what happens when the Torah is being given on it? It's going to be Kadosh. You hear what's going on? That's on a mountain. Imagine a human being if he has Torah on himself. Yeah? Imagine a human being when he has Torah on himself. Let me explain something. There's a few elements. What's the four elements? Anybody know what the four elements are? Very good. Say it loud. Earth, fire, water, and air. Earth, fire, water, and air. What is the the most out of all those four? They're all fascinating. But you know what I'll tell you what's the most fascinating? Fire. No, fire. Should I tell you why? Because fire is the only element that if fire touches fire, if fire burns something... It becomes its element. You heard that? You heard what you said or no? Think about it. Fire. If the element of fire touches anything, it becomes that element. Example. Example. Yeah. I'll explain. I'll explain. One second. One second. I'll explain. I'll explain. If you take fire and you burn a building, you burn a building, the, the building turns into fire. You burn a couch. I'll never forget. It was Lagba Omen. I was maybe, I was literally maybe in third grade. My friend invited me to a Lagba Omen get together at his house. His older brother was making. They threw, and I'll never forget in my life. They had an old couch. They threw in a hole, like a long, crazy couch like this. They threw it in the bonfire. It was like, boom! And guess what? The whole thing turned into fire. The element of fire, out of all the elements, whatever that element touches becomes fire. Do you understand what I just said or no? Think about it. Huh? You're right, but I'm just trying to show you. If fire touches anything, it becomes fire. Yes or no? If if water does, water does it. If, if I take water and I throw a fire out, that doesn't become into water. It doesn't become water. Always stays water. You know, air, what's air? Air is very important, everything's very important. But air is going to become air, right? What's the earth? Earth is earth. But fire, you turn that item into fire. Why am I telling you this? Because the Pasuk says, what's Torah? Torah is fire. <laughs> Hello, the Pasuk says, Hello, kod devari my words of Torah is fire. And therefore, if you learn the Torah, you transform yourself into fire yourself. You hear that? Because the element of fire, you turn into that element. So if you learn Torah, you turn into fire. And then what's the biggest proof? Go look at Mesechet Ta'anit. It says, if you see a young Tamid Chacham, it specifically says young Tamid Chacham, and he says, if he gets angry, Relax on him. Because it's not him. It's the fire of the Torah that's in him that's getting, that's boiling him up. It's the fire of the Torah that's, that, that's inside him that's, that, 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 that's working him. And guess what? Guess what? People sometimes in life get addicted to certain shtuyot, right? But they... Certain, 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 certain people, they get, let's say for example, I'll give an example. If a person's a stealer, let's say a stealer, you think it's not an addiction, stealing is not an addiction? 
If, I'm not talking about, you're looking at it still, no, I'm not going to rob a bank, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. I'm talking about if you're in a company and you can, you can maneuver here and there and, and, and chimp in, chimp out over here and there's that. A steal is a steal. He gets addicted to it. He can't not not steal. A lawyer, a person speaking like Shana, the person gets addicted to those, those situations, right? Sometimes a person can get addicted to non-kosher also. He's just addicted to it. So how are you going to get out of it? You know what the answer is? When you learn Torah, it automatically turns you into a different human being. You know, you know, when, when people want to change, one of the greatest ways, there was one rabbi that there was a couple having Shalom Bayit issues. Uh, they were having issues of uh, marriageable issues, mar- 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 marriageable issues. And they came to the rabbi. And when they sat down, the rabbi asked the guy, do you learn any Torah? So the guy says, Rabbi, I came here for your marriage advice, not for my spiritual advice. So he says, no, 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 you're not understanding something. Learn When you learn the Torah, it'll help your marriage. It'll help your marriage. Because it'll teach you how to act like a human being. It'll teach you how to act human, to humanize your brain. What are you kidding me? The Torah is so powerful that it could change the human being. That's so important. You have to understand how important that is. You can have a wild person, a wild personality, a wild kid in school, a wild this, a wild that. All of a sudden you're sitting behind the Torah class and he really gets involved in it, he really gets into it. He changes completely. It's the Torah that changes a person completely. And that's why Iyov, it says in Mesechah Iyov was trying to defend the people. What do you want? We have Yetzirah. We have an uh, evil inclination. Hashem, what do you want? You know what God answers back? You know what Gemara Sikidushin says? You're right. Barati Yetzirah. I created Yetzirah. But, Barati Lo Torah Tavlin. I created the Torah that will protect the person. If you sit and you learn consistently, constantly, all the time, you want to get a shiur here, get a shiur, you will see yourself changing, changing into the better. And guess what? I have news for you. This is my Hidush I'm telling you right now. And even if you have a guy, imagine you have to be a hacham. He's learning Torah, Torah, Torah. One day he picks up, he's in the mood, oh, you know, I'm eating non-kosher, let's say. Guess what? He's so kadosh from the Torah, even if he would touch and eat the non-kosher, it'll never taste the same in his body. Because he's a different body. You know what I just said? He's a different body. It, it, it can't go. Let's say he wants to do the Avera. He wants to. I'm going to go. The guy learned Shas. He learned the whole Talmud. The whole Gemara from cover to cover. He knows the whole thing. And now says one day I'm on a vacation. I can't. I got to eat something non-kosher. And he eats the non-kosher. Guess what? It'll never taste the same. His body can't fathom it. He can't take it. There was a very big mahlokit once between, everybody knows, between the Maran and the Ramah. The Shukhan Aruch and, and the Ramosha Israelis about the lungs of the animal. It's a true story that happened. And there was a fellow living in Europe, someplace in Europe, and he had a problem with the lungs. And the chief rabbi of that time, that era, said, you in this, in this situation, you're not going to live over here. Go to, uh, to Israel, my spot. And live there, you'll stay alive. Your lungs will be perfectly fine. It was, it was either vice versa or like that way. And he did. They asked, and he lived. He says, what, why'd you do that? He says, because I have news for you. What happened was that the, 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 there's a mahlokit 
uh, regarding lungs in an animal between Shu'aruch and the Ramah. And according to one of the rabbis, this rabbi says no good, this rabbi says it's good. So you're in a place where the rabbi says it's no good. Go to the place where the rabbi says it's good, automatically it'll change you. It's an amazing concept. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. My point being is, if you could touch the mountain that has the Torah on it, imagine what the Torah, when you have it inside of you, what it could do to you, how much it could change you. That's why how important it is, a person must have Torah in his life. You have to have Torah in your life. Without the Torah, forget about it. How are you going to live? That's what it says. Barati Yetzirah, Barati Torah Tavlin. Now, with that being said, Let's go to a few of the commandments. It says, What's one of the commandments? Don't kill. Can I ask you an obvious question? Do you think that I need one of the commandments to tell me not to kill? Isn't it logical? Oh, by the way, don't take a gun. And when you see somebody walking, don't shoot the guy. That's one of the commandments, by the way. Don't kill. I need Hashem God to come down and tell me don't kill. Isn't it obvious? I mean, I mean, isn't it obvious? Maybe nowadays it's not so obvious. Maybe nowadays it's not so obvious. I know, you have, you have a million, you're hearing all these million shootings, shooting here, shooting there. Now it became not normal. Like if you don't have a shooting somewhere in a school or a high school or a college, something's always a shooting. I'll just say, isn't it obvious you're not supposed to kill people? Isn't it obvious? I'm being serious. Is it obvious or no? I, God has to tell you, oh Josh, by the way, make sure tomorrow morning we're going to work. Don't kill somebody. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's one of the Ten Commandments. And it's not like an extra word or something like that. Lot Tzach is one of the Ten Commandments. We have it here? Usually they have it on the parochet or something on the, on the side. But what is it? Lot, Lot Tzach. Is it one, the one Ten Commandments? What, what is it that God's teaching us? And I'll tell you the answer. Really, it's very simple. The the, the the commandment of Lot Tzach is going on everything of don't kill. And I'll give you an example. It says you're not allowed to embarrass somebody in public. Right? And if you do embarrass somebody in public, it's like what? Killing it's like killing them. So it falls under the category of Lot Tzach. You understand that? So Lot Tzach, uh, yeah, you know not to take a gun and kill that guy. But what about embarrassing the guy? What about embarrassing that guy? Would you embarrass that guy? If you do, just know. You, you, like, it's as if you killed him. All his blood, uh, boils, it comes to his head. There was a story with Ham in the, in the yeshiva of Chacham Ben Sion Abba Sha'ul. When Chacham Ben Sion Abba Sha'ul was in the yeshiva, listen to what happened. He was the rabbi of the yeshiva. And what happened was, there was the coat robber. What was the coat robber? There was a coat room. And, and you can imagine, especially nowadays, coats can cost very expensive. You know what I'm saying? Huh? You know what I'm talking about, no? Yeah. You have an expensive coat, so it could go for how much? Two, three thousand? Yeah, two, what? Five thousand. Wow, this is a good one. You have five thousand. I didn't see that. Josh is rolling right there. Five grand, that goes. No, but you know, it costs a lot, right? You, what is that, that company? He has a little, two thousand at minimum, no? Yeah, yeah, right. This one, there's a few others, right? Can of goose, moose knuckle, uh, uh, gosh, uh, all these whatever. It costs two, three thousand dollars a jacket. So imagine a guy goes to the co room of a shul or co room of a, of a yeshiva. I don't know about yeshiva, maybe a shul, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure. But he has all this, uh, oh, Montclair, this, this, that, that. Forget about it. I don't want to give anybody ideas now. <laughs> Listen, I can come out with 20 grand. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, so there was a co robber in the yeshiva. And, and that was, in the yeshiva, the, they wanted to find who the robber is. 
They wanted to find who the robber is. They couldn't find it. Imagine every day they come in, they put their jacket, it's stolen. They put their jacket, it's stolen. They put the jacket, it's stolen. They, they needed to find who the robber is. And guess what happened one day? There was one guy. He was there literally. He says, today I'm finding the guy. I don't care. He's like, I don't care. I'm not going to the Bebendash. I'm going to hide on the side. I'm going, to, I'm going to drink my coffee on the side. And he's waiting on the side. Back in the day, there wasn't as cameras as you have nowadays. Nowadays, you have all cameras. Back in the day, they didn't have cameras like we have nowadays. So he went over there. He's waiting on the side. Finally, he sees the guy grabbing a jacket and walking out. And he screams, I got him! I call you! You're the guy! You are the guy! He's making so much noise, the guy. He's making so much noise. You're the guy! We finally call you! You are the guy! And, 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 and now you have the guys in the Bebidash coming out. They see what's going on. The other guy, the rabbi comes out. What's going on over there? All tumult. The whole yeshiva is like, yeah, we found him! This is the guy! And he, and he, and, and he was a Jewish guy. Like, he was a Jewish guy. So, after everything was said and done, Kham ben Shaul takes that guy who caught him and he says, I want to speak to you. He says, yeah. He says, you know, that guy who stole the jacket, he stole, we understand. But but you, you killed him. So, Robert, what do you mean? I caught the guy. You're not proud of me? I was the one who caught the guy. He says, you know, there's a way of catching a guy and there's a way of catching a guy. You, know, you caught the guy, catch the guy, Come to the side. Okay, you want to call the cops? You want to do this? That? But you made all, you embarrassed him in public so much so where you killed the guy, and that's under the commitment of what of lotitzach. You understand? It's not just don't kill somebody, don't embarrass somebody. It's the same way. Somebody told me. I remember one guy. One guy called me up and his wife. They want to know about abortion. Abortion. Abortion for sure. What are, you, what are you talking about? Of course it's killing. No, but the baby's not alive yet. It didn't come out yet. This is not tzach. What are you talking about? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a baby. You can't kill a, a, a baby, baby. What, 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 what does that mean? You understand what I'm trying to say? So a person might say, eh, what do you mean? It's nothing yet. It didn't come out. No, lo tzach. It goes on the category of lo tzach. And therefore, in the commandments of the commandments that we're giving is more than just what it is. Lo tzach. It's lo tzach that it applies everything of lo tzach. Now, I want to tell you of another commandment, and that is lo tachmod. You know what lo tachmod is? Lo tachmod. Anybody know what lo tachmod is or no? No, Lot Ahmad is don't get jealous. Don't want get jealous. Don't get warning what the other fellow has. Let's say, for example, there's a new Porsche that came out and nobody could get it. It's a Porsche Carrera C4 tinted windows, but a certain tint and this, that, that. Nobody could get this car. You know nobody could get this car. And your friend got the car. And you see him driving. You know those cars, sometimes they don't, they don't just drive. The, the whole block has to see you drive, you know. <laughs> and then you have the neighbors coming out, what's going on? Oh, you got that Porsche? Wow, what a, what a bumping guy this guy is. He knows how to do a ball. And everybody's talking about him. And you're looking at it like, oh my goodness, I want that car. And you know you can't get it's not it's not like it's not like a, a, a like a Range Rover. I get a different Range Rover. No, no, no. You want that one? You know it's a suit. That same one you can't get. He has it. He's the only one that can get it. You can't. You can say I want that one. That's it. It's his. 
And you say, but whoa, what's the problem? What's the big deal? You have to understand something. The second you want something else that somebody else has, that specific item, guess what? It prevents you from being happy with what you have. Everybody's looking at the other guy. Oh, what does that guy have? What does that guy have? You know, no, 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 no. Look, keep your eyes to yourself. Keep your eyes to yourself. You have what you have? Count your blessings. Count your blessings. And that's the honest truth. Because if you're not, it's going to get you into trouble. And where do we see that? There was a famous king. His name was King Achav. You know what happened to King Achav? You know, he had a wife called Izebel. You know what happened? Guess what? He had a palace. He had a big land. And next to his land, there was another piece of property. And who owned that property? Navot. A man named Navot. And he went to, he went to Navot. He says, listen, I want to buy you out. I want to buy you out. He's the king, you know. The, the, the king has an open checkbook. You know that. So he says, listen, you know, I've open checkbook. What do you want? He says, listen, my land's not for sale. I don't want to sell it. He says, no, 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 no. I want your land. No, no, no. It's not for sale. You're not getting my land. That's it. Finished. He comes home that night. And his wife seems uh, DP, depressed, this, that. He says, honey, what's the matter? Oh, you know, Navot has the property next to us. You know, you know, you know, a tennis court. Like, no, I didn't say tennis court. But you know, you know, I could build on that property, but have that. You know, think about it. Right next door to you, and this, and that, da da da, back and forth. So she sets up a plot. You really want it? No problem. I'll get it for you. They set up a plot. Two witnesses testify that he, let's say, cursed Hashem with the Hashem, and he's chayav mita. So they kill him, and now automatically, once they killed him, they're able to get the land. So. Lotachmod is uh, an evil uh, uh, a trait because when you do that, when you're jealous of somebody, when you want what he has, then automatically what happens to you is two things. What's going to happen to you is what you have is hard for you to enjoy because you're always wanting what the other guy has. So it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for you. And the other, the other, the other side is, is, is when, when you want the other person, besides that, you'll do things, be jealous of him, you'll hate on him, and you'll do more of it all towards that person that you'll never think of doing. Like what happened with Agav. Huh? Also Aman, also Aman, he wanted this, he wanted that. But all these things are a build up to that. Now the question is, you're gonna ask me, but Rabbi, sometimes, so how do you, give me an idea how to stop it. So one way is, if it's meant for you, if something's meant for you, you should just know, it's gonna be yours. You, you, mark my words, if something is meant for you, it's going to be yours. Nobody's going to stop it in a million years, and nobody has any power to stop it. For example, if a house is going to be yours, and you're looking for a house, let's say for example, and you have your eye on a house, and you want it so badly, and you do everything you can, if it's meant for you, it will be for you. There's a guy that's in real estate, and he's been telling me stories. He could write a book. He buys uh, properties. He, he could write a book. How each property that happened, was another miracle or non-miracle? Meaning, he was able to get a deal or wasn't able to be. He told me one time, he said that he paid over, he offered over a hundred thousand dollars for a certain house. Over a hundred grand. And the owner took a hundred grand less. So Robert, does that make sense? So what would happen? He says, he had a renter. The person renting there was there for nine years. And now that he's selling, he says, I have good faith to the renter, so I'd rather lose them $100,000 and give it to the guy who's renting it, than give it to somebody else, lose hundred grand. It doesn't make sense. I told him because the house was not 
meant for you. Finished. Because if it was meant for you, you would get it. You would get it. It's the same thing with leadership as well. A CEO of a company, a boss of a company. It's the same way. It's the exact moment. If you are going to be the next, let's say for example, you're in a company, oh, they, they're voting out who is going to be the next manager. Yeah, I want a big company. I want to be the manager. I don't know. If the manager job is meant for you, you will get it and nobody in life can stop it. The biggest proof is with David Melech. David Melech, Hashem tells, he tells David, David, David tells Hashem, Hashem, he wanted to know when he's going to die. He, David wanted to know when he's going to die. When he's going to die. So you know, you know, you know what the answer, you know what Hashem answered him? You know what? Hashem said, nobody knows the day of death. Nobody knows when they're going to die. You know why? Because if you know you're the truth, that moment is that. So you don't know. Nobody knows the day of death. Nobody. It's a secret. Nobody's going to know when their last day is. Hopefully, with Hashem, we live to 120 happy and healthy, but nobody knows. You know, nobody knows. It's crazy. But at the end of the day, <coughs> Hashem, David asked Hashem, fine, tell me what day. He says, the day I'll tell you. And he told him, the day is going to be day Shabbat. He says, the day of Shabbat? Uh, uh, Hashem, the day of Shabbat is uh, is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, heavy day. Could it be on a? Could it be on a, a little bit? Uh, maybe we could do a Friday. You know, I don't want a Shabbat. So, so, so Hashem tells David, David, you know, one day of learning Torah is one day of you learning Torah is so great for me. I can't, I can't, I can't let you die a, 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 a day earlier. Because one day that you learn Torah is so great in Shemayim, I can't. It gives me so much pleasure. You can't die a day earlier because your Torah is so beautiful. And that's everybody's Torah, by the way. Everybody's Torah, you make Hashem proud when you learn. Don't you want to make Hashem proud? Imagine you have a good day of learning. Pat yourself on the back. I made Hashem proud today. Wow. How do I know that? It says, Ashre mi sha'amalo betorah. Praiseworthy is a person who works for the Torah. Ve'ose nacha ruach liyotso. And you're giving pleasure to God. You want to give pleasure to God? What we're doing right now. He's having pleasure right now in Chamaim. We're all sitting down, we're all learning Torah. He is proud of us. Let me tell you. At the end of the day, so what does David tell Hashem? Hashem, guess what? Guess what? What? He says, what about Sunday? A day after. A day after. He says, no, you can't, you can't die Sunday. Why not Sunday? Why can't I die Sunday? And you know what the answer was? The answer was, is because it was already decreed. That Shlomo is going to be king. And nobody can take away even one second away from somebody else's leadership. Even by one second. You heard what I just said? Not even one second. And how do I know that? From Yosef. You know what happened to Yosef? Yosef was in jail. And the day that he was supposed to be the right hand man of the king. You know what the Pasuk says? Vayaritsuhu minabor. What does that mean? They hurried him up. You see the psukim over there. Hurry up Yosef. Hurry him up. Let's go. Quickly. Bring Yosef. Bring Yosef. Bring Yosef. What do they bring up Yosef for, for so much? Because you think, you think us Paro needs his interpretation. You know what the answer is? It's because it was decreed at that moment that Yosef is going to be the right hand man of the king. He is going to be the leader right now. And therefore, God has its plan at that moment. And that's why a person should never be jealous of somebody else's lot. You know why? Because if it's meant for you, it will be yours. So it wasn't meant for you, so let him have it and be happy and adrab. You know what you should do? You should give him barakah. 
You should give him beracha. I'll never forget. There was two bagel stores. There was two bagel stores, one on the same block. One opened up after the next, whatever it was. And I'll never forget, I was in one of the bagel stores. I was a young boy. I, I was in one of the bagel stores, and I see the owner of the other bagel store would walk by and look into the bagel store, how many customers, you know, it's hard. You look in, how many customers, this, that. It's very hard. What do you do? You be happy. I'm happy. My friend's successful. I'm very happy. My friend's married. He has kids. I'm very happy. Hashem, give him more bracha. Wow. Hashem says like that. Yes, like that. Wow. This is a bracha for you. Like what it say? Um baruch. When you bless your fellow man, you will be blessed. It's facts. Give brachot out. No problem. You, yeah, you're having success. I wish you more success. You're having like this. I wish you more bracha. Wow. This is, this is a Jew. This is a Jew. You, you know what it's called? It's called the Ayin Tova. Not an Ayin Ra'a. Ayin Tova. You know, sometimes I feel have Ayin Ra'a. Well, Ayin Oh, this person has that. Oh, this person has that. Like, you know, like, oh, this guy comes home. My, my dish breaks when he comes. <laughs> this guy, oh man, I just brought him to my car. He got out. Boom. I got scratched the next second. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, relax. <laughs> so, so that's what it is. You have to have an Ayin Tova. What's Ayin Tova? Have an eye, a good eye. Wow, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So one of the ways we can stop the jealousy is what? Knowing if it's meant for you. The first thing is, if it's meant for you, it will be for you. It'll come back. Guaranteed. If something's meant for you, whether a position, whether a piece of property, whether a business deal, if it's really meant for you, you have nothing to worry about. It'll be back in your pocket. Guaranteed. A hundred percent. hundred million percent. And if it's the position's meant for you, no matter what, you will get that position. A hundred percent. No, no questions asked. Now, the next advice that we have is like this. When it speaks about the Ten Commandments, and in that, when it speaks about, specifically, I'm telling you, in the Prasha Yitro, where it speaks about Lot Ahmad, it says, and I read it to you, Lot Ahmad, don't be jealous, right? It says, what, what does it say? Lot Ahmad, what? Eshet Re'echa, ve'avdo, ve'amato, ve'shoro, when it says don't be jealous and that don't want what your friend has it keeps on saying don't don't be jealous of this don't be jealous of that don't be jealous of that and at the end it says don't be don't want what he has whatever he has don't ha- don't want what he has I understand you should have told me that in the beginning again what does the Pasuk say? Lotachmod, don't do this. Lotachmod this. Lotachmod, Lotachmod eshlecha. Lotachmodo, vechamoro, vechoro. And then it says, whatever he has, don't want what he has. Whatever's meant for you is you. Well, of course, we want, of course, let me make myself clear. To, to anticipate, meaning to make yourself a motivation to have a drive that's totally okay. Meaning, meaning to have a drive, not that you want what he wants, rather it, it's being driven. Wow, he has a successful life, I want a successful life. Let me, let me copy what he's doing, let me see what he's doing. That's totally fine. You're not jealous what he has, you just, you just want what he, not what he has, you just also want. So therefore you're gonna do things to motivate yourself, that's fine. When, when what? He's my role, that, that's totally okay. You could definitely have a role model, you should have a role model. That's, the, we're not saying that. 
We're saying that, that, oh, he has that. What does he have that? It's that, that type. What does he have that? I want that, that, that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You can have a role model, but you can't be, have that like, like, I want that. I want that. I want, what does he have that? What does he have that? No, no, no. You can, you can have that role model, but not like, 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 exactly like Korach. I don't, oh, he has that. I want, not like that. So but the question is, what does it say over here in the Ten Commandments? One of them, it says, Don't be, be jealous of the wife, of his servants, of his chamor, of his shod. And then it says, whatever he has, just say at the beginning, anything this person has. Valid question or no? You hear the question? It says, and it says, it lists six things. And then at the end of the six things, it says, Just say, anything that he has. You know why? I'll tell you why. I was once going with one of the congregants over here. We were driving, and he saw something uh, like like uh, um, uh, 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 something something that was like phenomenal. A house like was like whoa, next level. And um, and he pulls me over. He says, Rabbi, I say yeah. He tells me. He tells me. Um, you think I'm jealous of that house? You think you think, you think I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm jealous of that guy. You think? So I don't know. You pulled over in front of his house, uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, like I go in front of his house. You could have pulled over in front of anybody's house. He says, Rabbi, this is what he said. I'm just telling you what he said. He said, nobody knows what's going inside. You see fanfare. You see this. You see that. Because a person in life, you want what he has, that item, take the whole package. You're just looking at, wow, what an unbelievable car he has. You want his whole package? That's why it's saying, I said this, 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 and the whole package. The Torah is telling you, be careful, dear Balak, because nobody knows the other person's package. You see what you see. But you don't know deep down what's going on. So you never be jealous of anybody else. Never be jealous. Don't have that kin'ah inside. Because kin'ah leads to sin'ah. Kin'ah, jealousy leads to hatred. You're going to start hating on a person. We don't want you to hate on nobody. So how are you going to prevent yourself? Two things, Rabotai. Two things like we said tonight. What was the two things we said tonight? One thing we said tonight is what? If it's meant for you, you will get it. 100%. 100% and opposite give that person a blessing he should have more that's a champion wow and the second thing we're saying is you want like the Torah says it went to order 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 and then it said the whole package it's trying to teach the person you're just seeing one thing see the whole package nobody has somebody else's life and if anybody would come over to you and said listen would you want to change lives with so and so you're like, yeah, that guy, yeah, for sure. You don't know the whole package. You think whatever you think, but you don't know. It's different challenges for different people. And different things that God gives a person to specifically pass that challenge that he has. And that's exactly why. He has that thing, and you have that thing. He has his tafkid, and you have your tafkid. He has his mission, and you have your mission. And that being said, with that, Everybody's happy for each other. 
Everybody's blessing each other. You should be blessed with more. This is what you have to do. You should be blessed. You should do this. You should have that. You should have this. You should have that. And this is really a great lesson that we learned today about the Aseret Adivrot, about learning the Torah, how it changes the person. Learning more and more. Go over it. All the lessons that we learned tonight, you'll see and you'll develop more and more the Torah in our beings. Have a great night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.